Hey. Well, good afternoon and welcome everybody to WBCA LP 102.9 FM Boston. We are the other page radio brought to you by Triad Veterans League in association with the BNN Neighborhood News. Certainly hope everybody's doing well. Had a great holiday and such and out shopping. Those who have credit cards or cash. But today we want to talk about several things. And one of the things that we want to talk about is a lady who's doing a lot of work in the community because she's about that. Her name is Pamela King. Hello, Pamela. Hello, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. And yourself? I am blessed and moving in the power of the Holy Ghost, okay? Right, <laughs> That's okay. the only way I'm making it. <laughs> That's the only way you're making it, then you ain't faking it. I sure am not. <laughs> That's good to hear. I want to talk. Let me tell you something. The word, the word of God says, for those who believe, the key word is those who believe, because we all go to church and play games. But those who believe the word of God, the word of God says the power of the Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead will work through you. So I'm walking in that. Okay. If you're those, if you're one of those who believe, then you're one of those who can achieve. Oh, thank you. And if you're not, if you're not praying, you're not praying, you're playing. So that means you're not staying. (laughs) You are too serious for me. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, folks, you tell the truth with a smile. You know, we want to talk a little <laughs> bit about things that are going on in the community that Sister Pamela is involved in. I'm going to give you a little information. I met this lady a couple of years ago doing the work, trying to make it right. And uh, I'm proud of the work that she's doing in the community, and I want to try to get your support in helping her. She's involved in several things, and has agreed to come in and let me talk a little bit about her and the Criminal Offenders Records Identification Criminal Offenders Records Identification, commonly known as the Corey. Sad story, especially in our community. And she's working with some other folks that we're going to talk about in a minute to try to get people to understand that we all make mistakes. Some of us get caught. And some of us don't. Some go to jail, get fingerprinted, and get what is called a Cory. Now, this Cory law came about during the Wells administration quite a few years ago. And it was reformed, supposedly, in the Patrick Duval administration. But it doesn't do what it was set out to do. I want you to understand what Corey was set out for. 
Corey criminal offenders records identification was put in place so that people that had arrest records would not have to be shackled and barricaded from opportunities to rebuild their lives. In other words, the public was not supposed to know about a person being incarcerated. And so what happened, political, of course, you know how politics are. You know how it is when we don't vote. You know how it is when we're not informed. They changed the law. And in so doing, and in so doing, this law now is like an extra penalty that's shackled on people that did their time, whatever it was, probation, incarceration, uh, they did it. Now, how long should a person be punished? And that's what Pamela, Sister Pamela King is involved with, is getting people involved in their community. You hear them talking about reentry programs, reentry programs. How can you be a returning citizen if you wasn't a citizen before you went into jail? So I want to ask Sister Pamela about this program by a brother by the name. What is his name again, Sister? Uh, T. Michael Thomas, and what founder the of the People's Academy. Okay, tell us a little bit about the People's Academy. Uh, People's Academy was started 15 years ago okay. by, by a man who was in the top tier specializing in sheet work and copper. He became a foreman in his 20s. That is the most elite union and construction trade, uh, it's a construction job. Yeah, I know him. And he suffered and, and hoped and, and worked while he was a foreman and while he was in the union to get black people in the union. And the ones that were there and the, and the whites that he worked with, they would make negative comments about black people. They would mistreat them. And he tried to advocate in the union. And when they stopped hearing him, I mean, he's making $120,000 a year as a foreman. He quit and decided to go and start a school for underserved. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. He didn't quit. Don't say, say that. Say what? He did not quit. Because he just he took he just took he just took his vision to another level. <laughs> okay, to clarify. Right, yeah, because okay. we don't Oh we yeah, don't, he's no. at another level, that's for sure. Because he's a, he's a winner and he's a leader and a leader or a winner, they never quit. When I say he he quit the union, I made a okay, mistake. Yeah, right. No, he quit that union okay. job. Okay. He took that. He walked away from that hundred twenty thousand plus. And he didn't tell me the exact details, but he told. And we know what union copper specialists get, and you can look it up on salary.com. dot com. Mm -hmm. And you know it's it's over a hundred thousand dollars a year. Okay. And this guy was in his twenties, mm -hmm. and he bought a three family house in Upham's Corner and started a school 
where he could give uh, uh, returning citizens, which you call them now, and uh, underemployed, unemployed um, school dropouts, he could train them and give them residency where they had someplace to live. Because sometimes when you uh, go through an apprenticeship program, you don't have money to get on the to get to the job after you get on. You don't have money for food. You don't have money for um, uh, uh, transportation. You know, so there are a lot. You don't have money to buy the tools. He knew all this, and he provided all of this, and he started training kids. And he also uh, had path career pathways where if you wanted to be an accountant, you didn't want to do trades, you could, whatever career path you wanted, he found people to help you. He started this 15 years ago. Is the building building still there? Yes, it is located, and he wants people to come and visit it. Okay, what's the address? 8 8 Sumner Park, Dorchester, Massachusetts, in Upham's Corner. Say say that address again, because we don't want people to miss it. Yes, 8 Sumner Park, Dorchester, Massachusetts, and that is located in Upham's Point. Folks, did you hear that? Did you get that address? Because you, you need to know that there's help in the community. Uh, that's one of the areas that Sister Pamela is working in, uh, trying to help men and women who have Corey's sad stories and trying to rebuild yes. their lives. Yes. Sister Pamela, I'm going to take you another place now, if you don't mind, because we don't have a long time, but we do have time, and I want to get some more information to our community, to our listeners. This is WBCALP 102.9 FM Boston. This program is the other Page Radio, brought to you by Triad Veterans League in association with BNN Neighborhood News. And we are honored to have with us a sister that is doing work and needs some help because she is about helping. Now, Sister Pamela, you were talking about a theater program, uh, the Oscar Michelle Theater Program, and your willingness to try to help put that in place. And I'd like to know a little bit about that idea and where did it come from? Oh, my God. Our church is located. We own a half a block, almost two blocks, from the middle of, if you know the corner of Columbia Road, where Stashes is and Blue Hill, Mm -hmm. then you go half that block, you see a big theater. And then you see a lot of retail spaces. But guess what? We also go one, uh, that goes over to Ellington Street. Then you go one block back and up Old Road. We own that whole half a block also. We were given that property by the Jewish people who were leaving Boston when they had white flight. Don't ask me the year. I wasn't in Boston at that time. But they got that church for one dollar. Okay. Magnificent theater. And when this the space uh, you, you mean this theater space, there's not a theater there because we've been there and we did the first Roxbury Gospel Award there. 
when Brother Robert uh, Lawson and his family were members of that church so that the listening audience will understand what's going on here, Sister Pamela. We want to let folks know that you're talking about a space that is a church that you want to com- invite the Oscar Michelle Family Theater Program, which I am a part of. Glad to say that. And we are so honored that you would consider us for this because it brings cultural awareness and education into our community. Is that right? Yes, sir. Not only that, we want this to be a place where your company will be able to have a residency so that we can have 360 days a year Black history plays that you guys figure out what you want to do, how you want to do it. And we market this as a place where people can come as a vacation site, a school vacation site, a school field trip site all over the country. Hold your word one minute. Hold one minute. uh, (laughs) The Oscar Michonne Family Theater Program Company welcomes That's what we wrote in our proposal. We got a $1.7 million proposal. And improve it. (laughs) Want to get involved in theater production, acting, or singing? Then you can visit our website at theomtc.com. That's T-H-E-O-M-T-C.com. Are you a veteran, or do you know a veteran who is struggling with housing due to COVID-19? Veterans, Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing, including hotel stays to eligible struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org. We got you back on now. Tell okay. us a little bit more about your program. Okay. We wanted, uh, I met uh, uh, Brother Haywood, and he helped us. And when he heard about our church being attacked by land developers and ISD and uh, lawyers and a pastor who got lawyers to try and sell our church to developers. I got inter- to interrupt you. I got to interrupt you. I have to interrupt you. You, you, you—that's just one of the issues that you're dealing with. And that, that let me let me try to put that so our listening audience can hear what it is that you need to say. Let me prepare you for this. You are now involved in a court action to get the church open again. Is that right? Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay, and then that is brings in a lot of different people who are, some are members, some are not members, and they have the church closed to the actual members. Is that right? Yes, sir. Okay. That's so, horrible. And, and so uh, just those two things has gotten you aroused and you have community support. Is that right? Yes, sir. Okay. All right. So we want to make sure that our listening audience here at the Other Page Radio get it right here, but get it right from Sister Pamela King, a lady, a sister who is involved in the community, uh, and we're proud of her, but we want you to know that she is almost by herself and has been almost by herself, and I met her a couple of years ago, and she has been able to get some legal assistance, but not enough. She has a lawyer now, 
and they are in court trying to stabilize the situation so that the determination can be made for her project, her plan to be put into place. Is that right? Yes, sir. And my church members voted unanimously for this plan in September of 2021, and the pastor went against it in November of 2021, and we didn't even know. You've been in place. You're ready to win it. Is that right? Hey, I'm in it to win. I'm going to play hard or go home, okay? All right. So let me just ask you another question. Recently on Ellington Street, there was a fire. There was a big fire. What is? What are you doing with that in situation? Well, right now we have, uh, at the last minute, we had tickets for a play that is that old meeting house that we bought tickets November 17th, but because of our limited staff, we weren't able to confirm the tickets, but we bought those tickets for your theater group. And all I did was tell you about it, but I didn't get back to you. And so the communication breakdown ended up that yesterday we found out that your staff and your, your theater group had other things to do and they couldn't come today. So you gave me the suggestion to uh, give those tickets to the people that burned down. So I've been trying to find, I've been calling people all morning because I've been uh, being called by uh, radio stations, TV stations, newspapers, including the Globe and Mr. Haywood. All these people want me to prepare to say something. <laughs> so I wasn't able to call. So I was calling people, will you uh, contact Brian Warwell in in in, uh, in the councilman in District Six and tell them that we got ten tickets that we were going to give to Mr. Haywood's theater group uh, and and they can't go. So can we find somebody? And Mr. Haywood asked me to ask them to see if maybe some of those people that are displaced because of their fire would maybe be able to get away and go. I have five premium seats second and third row reserved and five general admission seats. And we were going to give all those tickets to Mr. Haywood and his group and they couldn't do it. So we've been going crazy trying to find people to offer them to those people that were burnt out. Let me just uh, interrupt you. We don't want you to go crazy. (laughs) I'm sorry. You know, I got to stop talking like that. I have been going through the Holy Spirit asking him to help me to do this. Right. So (laughs) once you ask the Holy Spirit, you don't have to ask him more than one time. Okay. So teach, brother. Teach. Teach. that in place. (laughs) What we want you to do is tell us about your working with the Brian Warrell and his brother Christopher in that area because the church that you are talking about is in that area. And because of the building being locked, it should be open so that the members could help with the people that are the victims of the fire. They would have a place in which to go during the day. They could meet and plan, etc. My suggestion to you, if you recall our conversation, was to talk to Brian and talk to uh, and talk to um, Christopher and his staff, including Angela Yard, my friend, and try to see how we could help the people over on Ellington Street 
who are all sad because they don't have any clothes, because they've been burnt out, and we don't want people to think that they've been forgotten. So those tickets should go right to the office and left there, and contact should be made with you as a community leader and what else that you can do with your team to help the people feel a little more comfortable in the community because that's what you do, Sister Pamela. I try. I try. And I want to tell you that Brian Worrell and his brother Chris have reached out to the uh, Attorney General. They have reached out to the the Massachusetts Investigator uh, General. They have reached out to try and help us for a year since last year. You're talking about the church now. You're talking about the church situation, right? Yes, he's okay, been so, trying to help. So look, look, I want to get this piece about your working with this fire. I want people to know that you are in it, not yes. just for the church building. You're in it for the community. Exactly. And you, this radio program is giving you the opportunity for people to know you. Everybody doesn't know Pamela King but they can know her now and they know that you are a soldier in the community and you have a team that you're trying to build and you're trying to help people. The situation with the courts, that's, that's, that's there. That's going to happen. That's in God's hands. Yes. Leave it there. Amen. Okay. We'll be right back. We'll be right back, folks. Hey, everything okay? Yes, I'm fine. Honey. Hey, I'm here for you. Tell me about school today. When kids can't find the right words, music can help them sound it out. Talk to the kids in your life about their emotional well-being. Find tools and resources at sounditouttogether.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and Pivotal Ventures. Uh, Sister Pamela, I wanted to spend that public service announcement in regards to your offering those tickets. I want to thank you, first of all, for offering to the Oscar Michelle Family Theater Program. Uh, you know, things happen sometimes, wives get twisted. But that PSA that you just heard was about helping people that might feel stressed up and everything and need something to do. Those tickets need to go to Christopher or Brian so that they can be given offered. They can be offered to the people in the, that area there where they had a fire. Well, we just sent that out on the email when you were talking to Tapetta a few minutes ago, because I sent it out to three or four people, and they were not available to help get that information to Chris and Brian. So Trapetta just got off of work, and so she was driving in her car, took your call, and then I sent her the email with the tickets. And I told her just forward them to Brian Warwell and try and call him and explain the situation, how, you know, we, they got to find people by 6, you know, they got to find people to be there by 6.30. Well, and, don't panic, don't panic, don't panic, <laughs> don't panic, don't panic. It's today or tomorrow. It's today. Okay, don't worry about it. Don't now, I'm, about uh, it. did I ever send the tickets to you? No. 
Okay, because I was I was I knew you couldn't go, so I was trying to send it to we're everybody. Trying, that we're I trying to get it out now. We're trying okay. to get it out now, and uh, I want you to call over there and tell them what the situation is, and uh, try to get them to take the tickets and call somebody or some group of people from over there at the Ellington Street uh, fires scene. And also, uh, Sister Pamela, you need to know, and they need to know you, the people that are involved in that fire. Because nobody uh, can organize as well as you. I think you're a top organizer, and I'm just suggesting that you take the time and uh, use that and use them to help you get that church open and also... Uh, this program, people are listening to us, and somebody may call you. What is your number for them to reach you, please? Okay, my phone number is 617-699-1190. Say it again. But, uh, 617-699-1190. Okay. But Trapetta Simmons is the one who's doing all of our community outreach. So they can also call her if for some reason I'm I'm in the North Shore. The office is there temporarily because they took all and stole all of my my That's where your office is there. Hmm? Temporarily. They walk- your temp- that's your temporary office, you say? Yes, and okay. I have very poor reception. Okay. So my calling and receiving calls and sending calls is very sporadic. Okay. So I'd like to give you Trapetta's phone number did so you, that... Did you give it yet? I can do it now. Okay. Let me get my phone. This is the Other Page Radio. We're listening to Sister Pamela King giving up a phone number. We'll be right back. I'm not that tech savvy, so I gotta figure out how to show up. Please give us the number now. Thank you. What is the number, please? The number is 617-283-4669. And you are called. The name of the person you're calling is Trapetta. It's spelled T-R-I-double-P. E double T A Simmons S I. What's the number again, please? The number is six one seven two eight three four six six eight. Okay, all right. Okay. And she is our she is our assistant clerk 
in the church, and she's also our outreach and community contact person. Oh, that's wonderful. That's great. So where are you holding services now that you are not able to get into the church that you talked about on Blue Hill Avenue? The duty in our bylaws is that the pastor holds services. I am a trustee. The duties in the bylaws is for us to operate the property and the financial matters. Right. And they have effectively kept us from doing that by the pastor locking the church and the building manager locking the church for over a year. So we've not been able to get into that church since May 8th. So how do you worship? We can't worship. We You know how we worship? Let me tell you how we worship. We read the Bible. And we do what the Bible tells us to do. And we pray for him to give us guidance on what we're doing now. And everybody in our group, everyone, is looking and seeing to make sure everything we do is written in that Bible. Because we are concerned that the Bible says in Mark 7, Jesus talked to the Pharisees, the preachers of his time. And he said, Isaiah was right that you teach your doctrine what you think and you tell people that it's God's word. And when they read God's word, they don't believe it. So our group is reading God's word and believing it. And we don't care what we were raised up in the church to buy, wear hats and sit up and sing and go home and don't even remember what the scriptures were, don't read the Bible, don't understand the Bible, or whatever the pastor say, what the pastor say, and when you read the Bible, when someone gives you the Bible, which the, there's Bible words uh, in our bylaws that tells us about reconciliation okay. and forgiveness. Right. According to Luke 17, verses 1 to 10, Matthew 5, 23 to 5, and not one person in our church knows that and does that. So what we're doing with the people who've been locked out of that church We've been studying those scriptures on reconciliation, and we are not trying to get rid of any pastor. We're calling for repentance for myself, because I get a little rough sometimes, and I might not talk meek and humble like Jesus said, so I'm working on that. Okay, but so right don't... now we're going to interrupt you. <laughs> we're going to interrupt you right now because, uh, you know, I got some things I got to talk about, too. You know, I want to go back to that. Uh, Brother Michael in that Corey situation because you know people need to know this. Yes. Let me yes. Tell you, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I'm gonna tell you something. People have a tendency to not remember. Nobody wants to be reminded about the times that they were incarcerated in a jail or prison and. Uh, had to ask for toilet paper. You run out of toilet paper, you can't go to the closet in the penitentiary or in the incarceration and get a, a fresh roll. Mm. You got to ask for, and you got to ask nicely. Eight o'clock in the morning, officer, officer, yeah, what cell? Cell 14, yeah, what do you need? Toilet paper. Okay. All right. Nine o'clock. Officer, officer. Yeah. What cell? What do you need? 
toilet paper, toilet paper. Okay, all right. 11 o'clock. Officer, officer. Yeah. What do you need? Toilet paper. You had to wait three hours. Sometimes more, maybe not that long. For somebody to give you some toilet paper. We need to talk about not going to jail and talking about not going to prison. And it's a guy that has a school that Sister Pamela was just telling us about. If you don't have a trade or a skill, you need to go up there so that you can avoid getting a quarry. This program, Amen. the other page radio, is about providing information and encouragement, not discouragement and misinformation. Now, we have a lady on here, Sister Pamela King, who's coming in, and she's talking about a lot of things that she's doing. But what that does is it puts emphasis on a lot of things that we're not doing as a people. See, we got to get rid of the, the me and deal with the we. Because exactly. you can't fight and win a fight with a finger. You got to have a group of fingers that turn into a fist to knock somebody out. We're Amen. trying to knock out the Corey. So listen to what I'm saying to you folks. This lady is coming on today, and she got some tickets, and she's concerned that the tickets get out there. She got to work a little harder. But we're going to help her as much as we can. But you got to understand, we have to work together. There's nobody coming to save us. We must save ourselves. This is the Other Page Radio brought to you by Triad Veterans League in association with BNN Neighborhood News. BNN Neighborhood News. Put a frog in boiling water and it'll jump right out. But put a frog in cool water and slowly heat it up, that frog will boil. As veterans, we tell ourselves the lie that we can handle anything. We let the water boil. You are not a frog. If you or a veteran you know needs support, don't wait. Reach out. Find resources at va.gov reach. That's va.gov reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council. You know, uh, I'm I'm really kind of fed up with people that think that they got it going on because they got a place to stay. Yeah. They got food on the table. But maybe they don't have a quarry. And so they got a shot. You don't lay down and fight. You stand up and win. This lady coming on here today, she's not just talking about herself. She's talking about people in the community that she knows that are doing things to make it better for everybody. That's the we, not the me syndrome I'm talking about. See, I'm not talking about how much money I got. I'm talking about how much money we don't have. See, it is not about you. It is about us. 
and we got to learn about trust. We got to learn about caring and sharing. That's what's missing. Been missing. She said that she worked with someone that's doing work and been doing work on Corey and helping people with that story. Let me tell you about where I come from with that as a so-called ex-offender that I don't even recognize no ex. And I feel that the way the situation was set up when I was brought up, they offended me with racism and all the things that are part of that. Sexism, racism, disparities that we don't need. We need jobs, we need education, we need opportunities, and we need to care about each other. And that's why I invited Pamela King to come on this show today to talk about the selfless work that she is doing to help our community. She came to this station to talk about how people that are supposed to be church leaders are not leading the church and have the doors locked. Think about that. Did you think about that? Here you got a bunch of people that call themselves Christians. And I'm, I'm wondering how you spell that Christian. Are you spelling it with a C or with a K? Because we got to understand that if we're in it to win it, we got to be trustworthy of each other. That church should not be closed. That church should not be downtown in the courtroom for a judge to make a decision that's not going to be in our favor. Somebody's talking about they want to make money. If you don't make money, don't use people to make money. Get a job. Get a career. Learn how to help people. That's what she's talking about. But then again, that's what I'm talking about. This is The Other Page Radio. My name is Haywood Fennell. My guest today is Pamela King. Pamela, you still there? Not only am I there, I was trying to say amen, but I didn't want to interrupt your flow. Okay. <laughs> you can say it now. Amen. And I want to tell you right now that our church and our work that we want to do and are doing is based on Isaiah 58, verses 6 to 12, where I, the Lord tells Isaiah, the true fast is when you feed the hungry, when you clothe the naked, when you house the homeless. And God, Isaiah said, God said through Isaiah that when you do that, he's going to restore the broken places and he's going to restore the generations. And we based all of our programs, which we have four programs that we voted on, that we voted on as a unanimous church to pro provide 10,000 jobs in the building trade industry. We did that in 2021. Now do you see that Biden is bringing $4 trillion to the construction trades? They're getting ready to do something with the MBTA. There's going to be more money than the big dig, which the black people didn't get no jobs on that. And this man at the People's Academy you go down there tomorrow. He has an exhibit, 
And, and I want to tell everybody, this is not a black and white issue. This is a wrong and right issue. He has white state officials, city officials who are funding him, biz, white business people who are funding him to do this work. And he has an exhibit at the Boston Convention and Exhibit Center on the third floor of his work that th these white businessmen saw his school, saw the work that they had done, the creations and the students, and they have given him that exhibit. And that exhibit was there during the National Convention of the NAACP and the local NAACP refused to even tell the people to go up one flight of stairs and see well, what this man was I, doing I wanna, to provide I, these I jobs. I want to stop you now. I want to stop you. I want to stop you now talking about the NAACP or any other organization because I ain't going to let them come on my show and talk about you. No, they can talk about no, me. I'm, I'm, I want to tell I'm, the I'm, truth, I'm, I'm, but if you don't want me to tell it, no me, problem. Let me just say. I am a I, member of the hold NAACP. Up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Now. Hold up, okay? Don't talk like that. All right, I apologize. Okay, don't talk I like repent. that. I repent. I will not do it again. I, I, I want you to understand that. I know that there are people that are not doing their job that they're picking to move. They know what they're not doing. You don't need to remind somebody when they're not doing the right thing, Sister uh, Pamela. Yes, sir. All right. I receive what you're saying. Okay. All right. Well, go ahead now. So I would like to invite people to go to the Boston Convention an exhibit center yes. and go to the third floor and see the brilliant work okay. that the People's Academy has achieved yeah. that was sponsored by those people who own and run the Boston Convention what about this? and Exhibit Center. What about this right here? And they're going to do more. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. They're going to do more. Say it again. They're going to do more. They're going to do more. Amen. Yeah. We know there's going to be some difficulties. You know, like Dr. King said, there's some, there's some difficulties down the road ahead, but we ain't afraid. What did he say? We ain't what? We're not afraid of the booger man. Uh, we, hey, listen, nobody, okay? <laughs> nobody has arms uh, long enough to box with God. And when we are going with God, okay. your arms are too short to yeah. box with God. And right. that's why we are still here for two years by ourselves, fighting by the inspiration of God telling us what to do to hold off the okay. sale of our church. Right, and the so, last time, huh? So just let me say something. Folks, you know, um, we're going to have to get that brother on here. It's not on our radio show. We'll get him on our TV show. Let's have some pictures of... Uh, the work that Sister Pamela is talking about is at the convention center. I'm really proud of you, Sister Pamela. You know, we want to be very encouraging to our guests because you need to be inspired and not tired. Because right. you can get tired sometimes telling the same people a story of hope. That's why we got so much dope in the streets, people don't know how to pray to stay. 
I was Great over state. there by the uh, so-called uh, mass and cash. But what I want to tell y'all is this, right? They got mass and caches all over the United States. And a lot of the people in those places are veterans. Oh, uh, uh. This is the United States of America. I wore the uniform for six years. My brother wore the uniform. My uncles wore the uniform. So many of us have worn the uniform, and the best thing that they can do is not take care of our veterans. The Congress, the Senate is talking about sending billions of dollars over in other countries to kill people, and we dying right here because we're being overlooked as veterans. Uh, that's a shame, and we need to stand up against it. We, we will you. win. We will win, and we're not going to fight with you over what we know is right. Did you hear what the lady said? It's not about black and white. It's about wrong and right. Amen. Amen. Because I'm telling you, I have been in the civil rights fight at a university, Purdue University, in the 69, when we had 25,000 white students and 200 black students, which included the football, track, and, and uh, baseball, and every other team. And we stood up and did the black salute. I was the first black cheerleader there. And we stood up, and me and another black cheerleader, we, I brought her along, and we stood up and did the black salute when Tommy Smith and John Carlos did it at the Mexican Olympics. And by the blessing and inspiration of God, I was able to go to the faculty senate and the student senate and tell them what the black salute meant. I told them that we raised the fist no, we, we, we bowed our heads because we were ashamed of how America had treated black people. We raised our fist to say that we're going to fight to make it right. Amen. So we want to just take another quick uh, break here, Sister Pamela. And I want to talk a little bit about what's coming up. What's coming up in Lexington, Arlington, Arlington, Massachusetts, ladies and gentlemen. February the 17th and February the 18th. We are coming to the Regent Theater. When I say we, I'm talking about the Boston's leading community-based theater program, the Oscar Michaud Family Theater Program, along with our longtime collaborators, Stages Cultural Arts Center, the dancers that make people think of Alvin Ailey, and all those great dancers as they are part of the Marion Anderson and Friends Project. Marion Anderson and Friends Project recently closed at the Strand Theater in Dorchester, Massachusetts. And I'm going to tell you something. This woman... I'm reminded of her when I talked to our guest today, Sister Pamela King. Marion Anderson refused to sing before a segregated audience. 
She wanted to sing at the Constitutional Hall, and the daughters of the American Revolution said, hold up. You can't sing here before an integrated audience. You got to be segregated. Now, this lady, Marian Anderson, she done sang all over the world. Different places and different faces and different spaces and telling the truth about equality. Pamela King is our guest today. They're talking about the struggle is not over. And so this play with the music genre of gospel, opera, and spirituals with a stellar cast is coming to Arlington. We're coming to the Regent Theater. February 17th and 18th, matinee performances start at 4 p.m. Doors open at 3.15 p.m. We're going to have the time of truth like we're having the time of truth today with our guest, Pamela King. Pamela, give us your phone number again and that of your assistant. Thank you. I'm telling you, folks, sometimes people get overwhelmed when they get confronted with the truth. Pamela, are you there? She's not there. Oh, okay. I, I, I'm sorry. I was on mute. I'm sorry. Yes, my phone number is 617-699-1190. And uh, trip, uh, that's that's me, Pamela King. And then Trippetta's phone number is because uh, my voicemail is full and you What's know really think, phone number please let's see if we can get it here hold on get it pull it up again you know all these phones hold on okay oh god here we go trippetta 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 okay i'm trying to see this on the um on the telephone just give me a second i'll call you right back don't go nowhere you'll be right back the Oscar Michaud Family okay, Theater okay, Program is a Boston nonprofit. They hope to teach the importance of community service. Okay, the art I'm of ready. Theater. I have a no, phone you're not ready. ready. Establish a year-round community-based family theater organization with full theater productions by people from the community. For more information, you can visit www.oscarmichaudrep.tripod.com. Uh, Pamela King is back with a phone number, Pamela. Yes, this is the phone number for our communicate, uh, the assistant clerk of our church and the communication outreach, I'm sorry, outreach and community uh, outreach worker. And uh, her phone number, her name is Trippetta Simmons, T-R-I, double P, two P's, E-T-T, two T's, double T, A. Simmons, S I M M O N S, and her phone number is. My phone went off. Hold on, I had it right here. Mm-hmm. Oh God, maybe it's. Hold on, folks. I just want to remind you that um, the people at the Arlington Street address where the fire was being helped by the office of Brian Roro and the office of uh, Christopher Warro over on Erie Street. Go by there if you have some clothing, etc., that you want to donate because they need those 
closing. They need those donations. Stop by the offices of Brian Warrell and his brother Christopher. One is a city councilman and the other one is a state representative. They are out trying to help people. So go by there with some clothes and some gifts, etc., for the people that went through that fire uh, around Thanksgiving Day. Okay, Trippetta Simmons' phone number is 617-283-4668. And I would just like to ask one more thing. We are going to be in court at the Edward Brook Courthouse Friday, and we would love it at 9 o'clock in the morning, 5th floor, courtroom 11. And we believe we're going to be able to reverse the foreclosure and auction on our church, and we would like to crowd that courtroom with community people. If there, if we have so many people there that they don't fit in the courtroom, we want you to be in the hallway. And we want to see if we can get our community to come out and let them know that they are being observed if they try to deny the law that my our lawyers are bringing. And these lawyers are people of God, one uh, one of the consultants lawyer we have is a, a Jewish person that's converted to Christianity. The other one is a Catholic that uh, converted to Christianity. So we got the Lord with us, and they have given us a discount. They are doing this work. Every other lawyer we talk to want to charge us fifty thousand dollar retainer, and these guys are doing this. If I, I'm not going to even mention, okay, so don't mention the discount. Don't mention, sir. What? <laughs> but we need a pro bono lawyer because no, we don't no, even have no, enough money no, to right, pay the ones right, we have. <laughs> right. well, I mean, you know, you prayed on it. God will make it happen. Yes, you know, he the will. The most important thing is that you continue to fight. We want to thank you for coming on today and saying what you had to say. We want to remind people that the only way we're going to win is to win with a fist and not a finger. For the veterans, we want to say 857 that's for you to call in case you need some help because we are veterans. We served our country. We raised our hands to die for yes. America. Yes, you did. We raised our hands, and many did that, and many did that. Many died. And so, you know, we want to thank also uh, Whittier Street Community Health Center for its leadership in health care services. That includes mental health. We want to thank Metro Boston Alive. Greg Davis, for the work that you're doing in the recovery community and beyond. But, folks, let me understand this. Let me say this so you can understand that we can't go no place if we don't have the Lord. And you can Amen. run around and play around if you want to. But if you ain't thanking the Lord, you must be thanking the devil. And we okay. can't have that. We can't have that. You know, Sister Pamela, thank you so very much for your long road of hard work. Can but I just ask end, one, just tell one more thing? End, no, in the end, we're closing out now. In the end, we're going to win. We're going to win in the end. So Amen. keep the faith. Okay? Amen. All right, you got one more thing you want to say? Is it short? Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. Go ahead. December 5th at Copley Street, 12 o'clock to 3, we're going to shut it down okay. concerning the people that died, 250 people who have died in Mattapan, Dorchester, and Roxbury, the murder triangle. 
And we are going to ask for money because if they had given us the money to train those kids to go into these trades, they wouldn't have died. And we're getting ready to shut down Copley Street December 5th. We're trying to get, we're going to have our last meeting on Thursday and we want everybody to come out. Okay, thank you so much for that information. But you know, one of the things that you got to understand is this. It's not about the money. If you got some work to do, Sister Pamela, you didn't start out talking about money. You didn't do it. And we don't want people to think that money is everything. If what happened if they turn money into rocks? What would you do? My point is, I'm saying we need to feed the people and give them the ability to pray. And I'm not here to exchange. I'm not here to exchange words with you. We cannot talk together. We can sing together. I wanted to get you in here so you could tell people what you're doing and uh, talk about the fire and the people needing the help to go to Brian and Christopher's office and show them what you can do to help these people that need to be helped. That's what we're here for. That's what we're all about. And we want to again thank Sister Pamela King for coming in and talking about what she's doing, and we'll see you all the next time. Okay, I hope you ask me back. (laughs) I hope I didn't mess up. (laughs) 